Hey y'all. <laughs> I'm Kirsten, so I guess I'll give a little quick testimony. Um, this song right here is really special to me because um, my mom used to sing it when I was when I was young. And growing up in church, um, when she used to sing it, um, it used to make me cry. Even though I was really young, I understood. It's a really simple song. It repeats over and over again. But um, I'm singing this unto the Lord, and I don't really care. <laughs> um, I, I love this song because um, it's about um, being thankful unto God about everything he's done for you. Um, some people might think that's cliche, but everything, even the small things. So um, I'm just going to sing a song called um, Give Thanks Unto the Lord with a Grateful Heart.
Okay, uh, Colossians chapter 3, Colossians 3. I want to preach on the spirit of thanksgiving, the spirit of thanksgiving. The following prop, proclamation was made by Governor Bradford in 1623, three years after the pilgrims settled at uh, Plymouth. He said this to all you pilgrims, and as much as the Great Father has given us this year, an abundance harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, squash, and garden vegetables, and has made the, and made the forest to abound with game and the sea with fish and clams, and as much as he has protected us from the raids of the savages, has spared us from pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God, now I, now I your magistrate, to proclaim that you pilgrims with your wives and your little ones do gather at the meeting house on the hill between the hours of 9 and 12 uh, in the daytime on Thursday, November the 29th of the year of our Lord, 1623. And the third third year since the pilgrims landed on on Plymouth Rock, there to listen to your pastor and render thanksgiving to Almighty God, for all his blessings. Amen. So our nation, amen, started out with thankfulness. Amen. As they settled there, the governor Bradford said, listen, it's important that we gather together to give thanks to God. Amen. He did not take it for granted uh, their struggle, get over there, the struggle they began with to have the harvest they had and the increase, uh, the game, the fish and all that. We need to thank God for that. I believe that still uh, uh, should be, amen. So Governor Bradford said we must thank God or give thanks to our God for the blessings that we have that He graciously given us. Our text speaks as well, Colossians 3, we started verse 15. So let the peace of God rule, or let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, in which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Father, in Jesus' name tonight, I'm asking you, God, to minister. God, by your spirit, by your power, God, help us to have thankful hearts tonight. Uh, God, help us, I pray, God, to uh, God always be thankful for all that you have done for each other. God, I pray, God, let us live in our heart, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The spirit of thanksgiving tonight. Thanks, thankfulness, and thanksgiving is mentioned three times in these few verses. Paul was going somewhere. He wanted to make sure we got the point tonight that, listen, we're going to have to be thankful in our service to God. So first, he's supposed to be thankful. Second, uh, we're told to do all things with thanksgiving. And third, uh, we're told to give thanks to God. So first, being thankful involves the mind. I want to look at areas tonight where thankfulness can add to your spiritual well-being. Just being thankful tonight adds a spiritual dimension to our Christian life. So Paul first uh, involves the mind. Second, thankfulness involves the heart. And third, uh, thankfulness involves our worship. So Paul is pushing the point tonight. Uh, let's be thankful. So look first to the, the mind of thanksgiving. 
with a thankful mind. Verse 15. So let the peace of Christ rule in your mind or heart, heart and mind, to which indeed you are called to one body and be thankful. I believe thankfulness is the spiritual key to peace tonight. It's impossible to have peace without thanksgiving. Uh, I mean, when you're not thankful uh, for your marriage, you're not thankful for your job, you're not thankful for each other. Uh, I mean, there's something weird works in your spirit. When you're not thankful tonight, you're not grateful. There's a uh, there's all kinds of things that can creep in. So Paul says, uh, uh, with all thanksgiving and be thankful here. In the natural, when you're thankful for your spouse, there's peace in your marriage. When you're thankful for your job, amen, there's a joy in going to work, right? Uh, when you're thankful for your church, uh, there's a joy in seeing each other. But when you're not thankful tonight, uh, there's a weird mix that comes in. John 14. As these disciples are faithful and thankfully following Jesus, Jesus begins to speak to them about what's going to happen once He leaves. The Holy Spirit's going to come. Uh, uh, remember these guys, there's a thankfulness in their service. Uh, and Jesus says in verse 27 to John, My peace I give to you. Uh, amen. You read that in context. They're thankful because they're thankful. Uh, the Holy Spirit's going to come in. They're going to have a peace of God. Yes, there's going to be an absent. Jesus has left. Uh, uh, amen. They uh, Acts 1, when they watched him ascend to heaven, uh, there's an absence. But because they were thankful, the Holy Spirit came with a great peace. So uh, peace is a, a, a spiritual gift to the mind tonight. But, but I believe thankfulness is the key to that. Isaiah 26.3, He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or positioned on Him uh, because He trusts in you. Amen. So trust tonight uh, in, in God involves thankfulness. This word peace here means freedom from oppressive thoughts uh, and emotions. It's hard to be thankful and to be depressed at the same time. Amen. It really is. I mean, you be thankful, it's hard to be depressed. Uh, it's hard to be in a, uh, uh, an emotional funk when you're thankful tonight. The word peace means tranquility, harmony, quietness, and rest uh, and rest to the mind. And Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, "Come to me, all you that are labor, all you that labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul." For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The word rest is used two times here. One, uh, in all your labors, he will give you rest. Uh, this is a verb meaning in all your actions, uh, in all your labors, God will supply a peace. But as you read through that, there's a thankfulness that has to be there as we are thankfulness in our labor tonight, as we are thankfulness uh, in our ministry, as we faithfully labor to God uh, God gives a peace, there's a rest there, there's a peace of, there's a grace of God that comes in through a thankful mind tonight. Two, in our relationship with Him, we find rest. Does not, this, uh, this uh, find does not mean this rest is hidden, but rather a treasure to be found. Barnes commentary says, listen, when we thankfully serve God, uh, there's a rest and a peace to be found. It's a treasure. It's something we get, uh, something God gives us. We find it on purpose almost. Uh, as we're thankful to God, God puts this before us. Uh, there's just a rest, a peace uh, of mind as we thankfully serve Him. 
know, the word rule in our text literally means uh, to set as umpire. It says, let the peace of God rule in your heart and mind. Thankful minds have a peace that rules. In baseball, the umpire is the person in charge of officiating the game or enforcing the rules of the game, making judgment calls uh, on plays and handling the disciplinary action. Uh, in other words, uh, as we're serving God, uh, the peace of God will call the shots. As you're going through things, as you're facing different things in life, amen, in your marriage, on your job, your finances, whatever, uh, the peace of God works as the umpire, uh, and that peace of God from heaven uh, begins to rush in in these critical moments, uh, amen, and call shots for you. See, when you let the peace of God act as an umpire, when anger, envy, and such things rise up, you have a peace instead. 1 Corinthians seven fifteen. God has called us to peace. So thankfulness is the key to peace of mind tonight. When we're thankful, listen, there's a peace that comes to the mind uh, that like an umpire begins to call the shots uh, over our mind and begins to speak things uh, at a critical moment. In our text, called in the Greek language implies a motive for peace. You are called into one body. Uh, in other words, as we serve together, amen, as we're thankful, uh, there's a peace of God resting on the body. The unity of the body is a strong argument for peace, Barnes says. Uh, amen. When we're, when we're simply thankful tonight for the church, for each other, uh, there's a peace here. I mean, you can come into a church service like this uh, and have a rough day, uh, you know, uh, battling your boss, battling the traffic, whatever, uh, but you're thankful for the church, you're thankful for each There's a peace when you come to church. It's not a hassle, it's not a burden, so it's not, oh my gosh, uh, again, uh, but there's a joy, there's a peace here because you're thankful. So secondly, thankfulness in the heart to God produces the atmosphere in which we can minister in. Look at verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing uh, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. When we come in here thankful tonight, when we're just simply thankful to God, it sets an atmosphere tonight. When all of us are thankful, when we come in uh, as a thankful person, a thankful body, uh, listen, it sets an atmosphere that... Uh, Paul said we can worship in song, we can sing, uh, we can admonish, we can minister, we can teach uh, in this atmosphere that this is established. Thankfulness builds uh, a hunger uh, for the Word of God in our hearts and lives. I don't know if you've noticed that when you're thankful, you want to read the Word of God. When you're thankful, you want God's Word to rule in your hearts. There's a hunger, uh, there's a spiritual hunger for that. Uh, and again, an atmosphere in your heart is set up uh, where you can minister again. In the Old Testament, before going to the Promised Land, Moses commanded the fathers to engrave the Word of God into their children's hearts. Uh, and that was to be done out of, uh, not out of duty, but out of thankfulness. Uh, when Moses said, listen, get your, teach your children the Word of God, it wasn't a duty thing. If you read it in context, they were just so thankful and grateful uh, for what God had done for them, God had delivered them from Egypt, God had moved in their life, uh, blessed them, uh, and out of thankfulness, uh, yes, some duty there as well, but out of thankfulness, uh, teach your children the Word of God. Deuteronomy 6.6, 6, 
Then these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when uh, you sit in your house, when you walk on by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on their hands, and they shall be as forklets between their eyes, and you shall write them on the doorposts of the house of your gates, and or on your gates. So, um, but this is out of thanksgiving. Before they could get the word of God engraved though in the hearts of their children, this is the key, they had it engraved in their own hearts first. It says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So, so parents, thankfulness in your heart to God uh, creates an atmosphere in your home uh, where you want to uh, teach your children the word of God, where they want to learn uh, the word of God. Uh, and this is all establishes out of being thankful. Just simply thankfulness to God uh, establishes an atmosphere in the home, uh, in your heart and in your children that, listen, God can bless that. I've been in homes where they wasn't thankful. It's just a weird feeling, man. When people aren't thankful for their children, they're not thankful for their parents, they're not thankful for their their home, uh, their church, you walk into that, it's just a weird feel. And it's hard to minister because there's a spirit uh, but listen, when they're simply thankful, there's an atmosphere change. There's something about being thankful tonight that, uh, listen, uh, in the home where the children can, want, they want to learn and you want to teach them. The same in the church. Our teaching, preaching, admonishing uh, must be rooted in thankfulness. So let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Uh, it's been said, you're, you minister who you are. You know, people can tell what's, uh, what's at the root when you minister to them. Whatever your ministry is, especially if you're a leader in that ministry, when you meet for the meetings, when you meet for the practice, uh, they can tell if it's a grudgery, it's a duty, or it's a thankfulness. I just uh, thank God I can minister. I just thank God I can do this. Uh, as Kirsten said, no, I just think I'm just going to sing this song of thankfulness. There's something in the heart uh, that compels us, uh, amen, when we're thankful tonight. People can tell, again, when you're ministering, what you're ministering from. 1 Thessalonians 2, 7. Listen to Paul's words here. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her children. So being affectionately desirous for you, we're ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you heard or you had uh, become very dear to us. That's thankfulness. Paul pioneers this church. Uh, he's writing back to them. Uh, I mean, he said, I, I was among you like a mother, among babies, uh, gentle, gracious. Uh, uh, and that, that's out of thankfulness. It's not out of pride, it's not out of arrogance. They're not, hey, you better listen to me. Uh, I spent time there, I invested my life. No, it's thankfulness there. And you read uh, Thessalonians because they were, Paul was thankful. Uh, listen, that bled out the atmosphere of that church. Uh, it was contagious. It began to touch other people and other churches. And, and there was powerful growth that came out of that. Let me ask you, are you thankful tonight? Romans 7, 24, Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of of death, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. How many know this body, flesh can get 
troublesome. <laughs> Come on. This flesh can get troublesome. I mean, just as pulls, uh, it's torment. Uh, and Paul said, oh, I thank God that he can deliver me, that he does deliver me. Uh, as Paul's looking at his own struggles in the flesh, uh, but he's thankful, and because he's thankful, he said, he said listen, God has delivered me and can uh, deliver me in the moment of temptation, the trials, uh, difficulty. And listen, when we're thankful, listen, it's, it's, uh, it's, we have dominion over your flesh, what Paul's saying here. When you're simply thankful tonight, thankful for your salvation, thankful for the church, the ministry, all the God, there's a dominion over the flesh given to you. When a Christian's heart's filled with thanksgiving, one, they desire the Word of God. And two, their desire to minister the Word of God. Let me say it again. When somebody's heart is filled with thanksgiving, one, they want to know the Word of God themselves. And two, they want to minister the Word of God. Look at John 13, 12. And after he had washed their feet, he had taken this garment and sat down again. He said unto them, Know ye that I have done this to you, you call me Master and Lord, and so and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your, your Lord and your Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither is he that sent greater than he uh, who had sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. Uh, amen. In other words, Jesus is saying, listen, I've given you an example of servant, but listen, the, the, as you read that, what's in the background, there's the thankfulness. When we're thankful tonight, uh, we do the lowest service in the church. When we're thankful just to be in the house of God, when we're thankful just to have a relationship uh, with God, clean the toilets is not beyond us. There's a joy in labor. There's a joy in washing feet. Uh, I remember uh, growing up in the church of God, they took out, literally, we used to have feet washing services. I thought as a kid, this is weird. Uh, you know, and, you know, you get your feet in a bucket, somebody's come by, and now it's your turn, you got to wash your feet. It's like, I'm like, this is stupid. God's not talking about, Jesus is not talking about washing dirty feet here. But he is talking about simply serving uh, at the lowest position with the right heart, uh, just because we realize that Jesus has served us. Uh, he's our Lord and Master, and He comes and serves us uh, and helps us, delivers us, ministers to us. Uh, and in return from a thankful heart, we do the same. A heart of thanksgiving will minister, says teaching our text, uh, teaching and ministering, one, uh, admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual song with thanksgivingness uh, in your heart to God. Amen. So there's something out of thankfulness that's going to create a spirit of teaching, admonishing, uh, and wisdom. There's a song, there's a hymn, there, there's an excitement because you're thankful. You can't miss this. And I believe this is what Governor Bradford was thinking about. They had the Word of God as he's establishing, as they were being established, or going to establish this great nation. They didn't know what we know today. Uh, but listen, as we look back on history, we can see that these men and women that came over, uh, amen, were grateful. They were grateful, and he wanted to establish that uh, in the early days. Let's be grateful to God for all that he's given to us. 
Look at lastly here. It says, and all we do, give thanks to God. Verse 17. So whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. In other words, everything you do, we're to be thankful for. I believe thankfulness is to be the driving seat in all that we do, it said, in words or deed. When we have thankfulness in the background of everything we do, uh, whether that be in the natural or in the, or in the spiritual, whether we're serving in the church or serving at work or whatever, when we're thankfulness, there's something spiritual and something powerful behind that. Colossians 5.15 uh, says, And he died for all, that we might all, that we, we who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who has, uh, for their sake, died and raised again. In other words, uh, when we're thankful, listen, we don't have no problem denying ourselves. We don't have no problem dying to ourselves uh, uh, because we're thankful we're going to die to ourselves and serve others uh, and be a blessing. See, you're thankful you're sacrificed. When you're thankful, you'll lay down your lives and be happy about it. So Paul says in Romans, uh, we're talking about being that living sacrifice uh, and giving it all to Jesus. There, there's a smile on him as he's saying that. Because he's thankful because he's seeing what God did for him. Uh, this is what we need to do with a smile. Philippians 5.20, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, especially as Americans, we have no reason not to be thankful. We don't have one reason to be unthankful. So when Governor Bradford made the proclamation to give thanks to God in 1623, three years after the pilgrims settled at Plymouth, everything was not perfect. They didn't say, hey, if God's everything's perfect, we'd be thankful. Things weren't perfect then. They didn't have toilets. They had leaves. If you've ever been in the woods, leaves are not a, a happy experience. I grew up in Kansas. I camped out a lot. Okay? They didn't have running water. I watched them in Africa walk down the creek a couple miles away. Shelly can remember this. Uh, uh, water would go out there all the time, and they had to walk down the creek and carry water back on their head and in their arms uh, uh, for a couple miles, uh, and they had to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We turn on tap. We have no reason not to be thankful. He said, there would still be many more trials and battles to come, but as for the abundance of the corn, wheat, peas, and squash, and garden vegetables, and the forest, game, and fish in the sea, has provided from the savage, and he said, we are grateful. Amen. I want to read you a little article I got here. So if you, have ever, if you have never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, and the pains of starvation, you're ahead of 500 million in the world. If you can't attend church meetings without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, you're more blessed than 3 billion people in the world. If you have food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you're richer than 75% of the world. If you have money in the bank, in your wallet, and spare change on the dash somewhere, 
you're among the top 8% of the most wealthiest in the world. Listen, we're so blessed in America. Thank God that our forefathers said, let's give thanks to God. I believe that's one of the keys uh, why America is so blessed today. It's because in our beginnings, we said, you know what, we're not going to forget our God. We're going to be thankful. And I believe if we carry that spirit uh, in life and all that we do, especially in the house of God, uh, amen, the blessing is going to keep flowing. My challenge is to be grateful. It doesn't matter what you're facing. None of us have perfect days. You may think we do. We don't. Uh, We all have days where we just wish we didn't wake up that day. Let's wake up tomorrow and just forget about yesterday. How many's had them? But, you know, we can be thankful. And when we're thankful, listen, it covers, it sets an atmosphere and it covers, it gives us spirit, something spiritual to our mind, our spirit, and our service, the Bible says. So I challenge you to be thankful in everything. Let's bow our heads tonight.